rolling. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 120 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. We wow. emphasize that 120. We always, wow. uh, right? <laughs> These numbers are like milestones for us. So, sorry, guys. We, we we're, made it past uh, the 17 ourselves. again. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second time. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I, I'm excited at, at this point. You know, I mean, it may not be as big of a deal to other people, but, you know, it's uh, this past May was four years that we've been doing this. Yeah. Four and years. that's... We used to do two a month. Four, four a month now. Yeah. yeah, we used to do two a month in the beginning, and yeah. then we went to like three or four. We're, we're we've been pretty consistently at three or four. I know we we had a few cancellations yeah, yeah, and yeah. a few reschedules, unfortunately, like back to back. So we uh, but we got some really really cool guests coming up. Not only today's guests, but uh, I've got some uh, some people that have been on the show before that are coming back that you guys all really loved. And um, yeah, we I, get I think a, we I think get a two are, week break, and I forget what I'm doing. Yeah, it was. I have it, to this like relearn odd. the software. The, I have yeah. to learn <laughs> learn filming again. <laughs> I, I, and you know, look, there was a couple that were just like they booked, and then they like yeah. they just weren't dependable. And then there were a couple like this shit happened. I'm gonna be in another country. I'm yeah. gonna be here. I got to get back with you. Like so, we've had to reschedule. But yeah, when you get somebody that does that, like I'm in another country and I'm gonna land that morning and come on the podcast that night. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably not gonna happen. Yeah, no, no. I and I and I've learned that. So, so uh, check us out. So okay, so uh, you know we say Jujitsu Dummies is brought to you by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything you need to build your business on or offline, website design, Google ads, graphic design, printing, we can help. I say we because I am the owner of that company and it is uh, my, I, I love helping companies. I, I like to say, you know, an idea on a napkin right through, you know, opening a store. I've got a guy that just opened up his actual physical store. We built his website. We did his logo, all his print. Yep. We're helping him like retool uh the, uh, his POS system, like we're helping him with almost everything that we could possibly help with. I love that process. It's just like watching a little birdie fly, right? So yep. uh, we can literally help with just about anything uh, that has to do with marketing. Check us out at Black Belt Digital Marketing on Instagram or our website, which is bbdigitalmarketing.com. Uh, right there on the homepage, if you own a business, if you own a gym, you can request a free review of your online presence right there. There's a little form Fill it out. Give us your your business uh, your business name and address, and uh, and we'll do the rest. And we'll get back to you with a really cool review. Uh, you'll see my little face in the corner. You'll get sick of me. You'll see my face in the corner, describing the report and 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 what we found. And uh, mini at very least, you know what you've got to fix. If you need a company to help you fix it, we can help. So who the heck am I? I'm Milton Campus. I am at Brown Belt Training out of South Florida. We got Bo behind the camera. Hey yo, uh, Miguel. Still not with us, but we miss him. I can't wait to have him back. Spirit, and then uh, his spirit yeah, is lingering. His spirit is lingering. I <laughs> and just so everybody, I think I said this on the last episode. Like no problem. Like he's my friend. We're super yeah, good yeah, friends. He's just, he's we just, talk all the time. He's just got he's, a day job. He, got, he has a regular job and a family. He got a big freaking like new client at his job, and he just had to focus. He's literally traveling from Davie, Florida. If you know Florida, Davie, Florida, up all the way up to Melbourne on some days. For him to then drive down here, yeah, all the way down yeah, to Miami, yeah, and then go true. back home, it's just it's just not doable. Can't wait till he comes back if he's listening, and I know that he listens. We miss you, Miguel. All right, uh, joining us today is he, this. I, I mean, just the the, li the list is so long on this one. He's a black belt. He's a gym owner. He's a SWAT cop. He's a husband. He's a father. He's a pilot. Joining us today is Greg Lappin. So stay tuned. This is going to be a really good one. Don't forget to like, comment, share, click that subscribe button. We'd really appreciate the support. Ding, ding, ding. And, uh, you know, 
honestly the best way you could support us besides clicking those buttons and sharing support our sponsors right we couldn't do this without them uh, so we got a uh, you know in keeping with our sponsors let's do a couple of quick shout outs uh, thank you to our friends over at Throne Roll Fro and Roll. I did it again. I see Fro and Roll. Our friends, our, it's the friends. That's what gets me. Our friends over at Fro. Right? Uh, thank you to our friends. Thank you to Sean. Let's take that out. Thank yeah. you to Sean over at Flow and Roll. Hands down the best custom gi and nogi gear in the business. Check out their Instagram at flow underscore and underscore roll. You can see all of their custom designs. They do incredible work. We've done a custom design with them. Can't wait to do the next one. I've already got the idea. Uh, you can find our podcast here on their website as well under their team section. And and that's a big that's the the big thing about Flow and Roll is they can do they have a pre order program to help give you and your team you're a gym owner they can give your team all of the gear that you need with very little money down by again you using their pre-order program. They'll actually have your geese, your no-gi kits, all online before they're printed. Your students can order, and then they can take that money. Instead of you laying out five, ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars 15000 you can let the orders basically pay for your order, and then you'll you know apply any of the profit towards your inventory that you're going to keep in your gym. I'll let him explain it better, but check them out. You can email him at flowenroll at gmail.com or you can visit the website flowenroll.com and if you do go to the website and you're buying t-shirts or geese or just you just need one use code JJD and you get 20% off okay uh, thank you to Neutral Zone Clean you can check them out at Neutral Zone Clean on Instagram and on Facebook the mission what the heck is Neutral Zone right the mission here is staying clean on and off the mats, whether you're training in your personal life. Uh, they've got soaps. They've got wipes. They've got the spray. I, I This is no BS. I use that spray every day. I brought in, I have a spray in my bag that I'm going to top off with that refill before I leave. Yeah, I told it. you, I, I, might, I might leave that one empty and take this one because it's full. But I think this has a newer label, so I'm going to leave this one here. I'm going to fill it up. I keep the wipes in my car. I go out, I pump gas, I'm shaking hands with people, I get in the car, and it's not because I'm like, ew, those people are yucky. These days, you know, we just went through this pandemic. I, I'm just going to keep my hands clean. I don't know where your hands have been. I'm going to wipe. I use the wipes, I the spray I use people, at the gym, and know. I spray and I and I use that to instead of washing my belt as often as I used to. I actually use that spray. Handling money, touching doorknobs and door handles. Yeah. And going to the bathroom. Yeah. These are reasons. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. That's the shit that's on people's hands. You ever been hands, in the bathroom so. and like somebody comes out of the stall and doesn't wash their hands and they just zip up and they Ew. walk right out the door? I'm like, that guy is touching something. That guy's touching the doorknob and now I've got to touch it. Like germ I'm alert. the guy. Germ alert. Wash germ my alert. hands, take the little paper towel, use it to open yeah. the door, hold it open with my foot, yeah. throw it out. Like that's my, me. My pinky super strong, man. I, I can open any door with my pinky. <laughs> I was like that before COVID too. This isn't because of COVID. No, but no. anyway. My dad brought me up. Up like that. He, uh, when I was little, he used to tell me, he said, wash your hands after touching money and door yeah, handles right. especially. Yeah. Shaking, and, and, and again, for me, shaking yeah. hands. So I see somebody do this, and then and they, they shake, shake your hand, hands, yeah, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to shake this hand because I know I got the, the wipes in the car. Scratch your ass. But <laughs> check them out at NeutralZone.com. So we're filming, this is the 27th. We're probably going to have this out like before the end of this week, before June 30th. But for the entire month days, of yeah. July... They're bumping up the the discount from what's normally fifteen percent to twenty percent. We're actually going to be posting about it online as well. So okay, cool. wait till July first, 
get 20% off or everything at neutralzoneclean.com. All right? Nice. Uh, Leo Optics. Love my glasses. Right? Leooptics.com. You get 10% off with code JJD. These are bamboo sunglasses. I love these. I actually, we he uh, Lionel sent us a, a, a few, more than he sent us like five pairs. I gave one to Bo. I thought these are the ones that I thought I lost, Bo. Yeah. Then a couple them. episodes ago, I'm like, I lost it. They were in the garage. Uh-huh. I was, uh, I had somebody come over to pick something up and I took them off and I put them down uh-huh. and they match like the thing that I put them down on was like a cabinet that's in the garage. That's it. It's the same <laughs> color. Like, it's, it's this brown like wood yeah. color and I just didn't even see them yeah. and I, well, I found them, but now I've kept two of the glasses for myself. So we are going to give away waiting for like our next in-house guest. That's like, uh, um, that, that's actually going to come in for a visit and then we'll, uh, we'll give somebody with, uh, one of the other Leo optics, uh, pairs of glasses but i love these these are bamboo i got the little red stripe there on the inside cool. love these um again leo optics 10 percent off with code jjd and actually greg is actually you know i i heard his name a couple of times because he not only works with leo optics but he also works with biopro who are biopro is one of our newer sponsors you'll hear more about them uh, later in the show but um yeah, it was just like uh interesting. It was yeah. Just, yeah, just like uh you know, it just happened. Kept on hearing his name. Again, he's sponsored by Leo, sponsored by Bio, uh, and uh, happy to have him on. So uh, let's uh, let's leave these here. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And uh, let's do. Uh, we got a quick unboxing to do. So we got a uh-huh. we've got a uh-huh. new BJJ box. Uh-huh. The com. Yeah, right. What's in the box? This is uh-huh. a monthly subscription box. Filled right. with usually four to seven, uh, like jujitsu, grappling, you know, equipment, supplements, things like that. Like, you know, different gear and, and um, just little little things that you're going to like. So, we'll start out with the t-shirt. So, we've got this this month. It's actually a tank top. Oh, nice. Right? Nice. Very cool. BJJ mode. BJJ mode. It's funny. Everybody at the gym that uh, has a BJJ box, um, my my coach is always saying, stop being a bear. Like kind of like, like, and like laying on somebody holding them down, like using your weight and your strength. He's like, let them work. So, uh, the guys at the gym are like, I can't wait to wear this to the gym. (laughs) So let's go down a few things. I'm going to eat this as soon as we, we've got a Lenny and Larry's. This is a double chocolate chip cookie. Oh man! I'm gonna chomp down on these are yeah. these are plant based protein cool. cookies, right? So gonna yep. chomp down on that. Not uh, junk food. Not well. Not, yeah. Well, no, it's like natural. Yeah. Natural snack food. So we've got Doc Spartan, right? This is a little. Can you get Spartans. that, Bo? This is uh, <laughs> you can uh, treat damaged skin. Um, let me see. Combat ready ointment, 100 percent natural first aid ointment. Applied to damaged skin for oh, wow. instant relief and fast healing. Oh, I'm reading okay, cool. that off of a uh, cool, little cool. card that's included with yep, yep. with every box. So very cool. Nice. Defense soap. Everybody knows what this is, right? Yep. Stay clean. Awesome. Right. We've got some monkey tape. This one's got a. Uh, this one's actually got a pink one in. I've already promised this to my uh, to my coach Sophia. I'm like, I got a pink one I for you. I got. Oh, oh, this is like the Neapolitan. I think we had one of these. We've got one of these before. 
Neapolitan. Oh, neat. Pink, brown, white, and then the different sizes. So I'm probably, uh, I'm probably going to give her this back because I have, I think I have uh, two black monkey tapes from previous boxes. Cool. So very cool. Right. Everybody knows what tape, so I don't have to explain that. So yeah. I use it. I use tape more for like if my fingers are cut. Tape. Like I have a little cut here, like from like I guess yeah. kind of like a hangnail on my thumb, so it's cut. Tape is what we used to I listen to, to music on. <laughs> yeah, that's too, right. <laughs> so we also have what else do we have here? This is uh, this is kinesiology tape, right, Miguel? Uh, Miguel loves that. <laughs> KT recovery. So this is actually a patch, and this is says for swelling and inf- inflammation relief. So I'm not 100 percent sure, but I, like I think there's like something in it that's going to be interesting. What, yeah, yeah. What do you go like? Uh, what's what's the wording for that when it's uh, through the skin? Oh, uh, 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 permeates do, permeates through the do, skin. Transdermal. What is that called? Like, uh, I don't know what that's. Transdermal means you're switching your skin. Yeah, no, maybe not. Oh. So let's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but very cool. I actually, I got to show you. I don't know if you can see it from Bo. Do you see that? What do you, you got? That? What did you do? That mark. Uh huh. This is from like the lockdown series oh, that we're no, doing. No. Yeah. I actually hit like our an- my ankles hit with a training partner. <sighs> and it just like it was just like this little hit. It hurt, yeah, but like two days later, I had like this red. It looked like I was wearing like a, like a bandage on. Like it was all red all the way around my leg. Yikes! It's hurt so much. Yeah, I but that's used just this. a little bit of meat, with bone behind it, and you smack that. Yeah, that's, oh. yeah. So, that's uh, the old shin problem. So very cool. Always love when my uh, my BJJ box comes. Nice. I use all of this stuff. If I don't use it, if the in the rare instance that I don't use something, I wind up giving it away. I yeah, so I mean, you end up with like gifts. And, and I am going to eat this as soon as we, <laughs> as soon as we're done here today. So, thank you to Tony over at the BJJ box. Always a pleasure. All right, what else have we got, Bo? And uh, do you have a code for them? Um, oh, you do. I'm See? glad that you always <laughs> remind me. I'm going back to my read. So. Use code JJD10 for $10 off your first order at thebjjbox.com. All right? Whammo. All right. Let's get Greg in here. Let's do this. All righty. Okay. All right. Welcome, Greg. How you doing? Good, Milton. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Pleasure, pleasure. I'm glad you were able to join us. Uh, we're going to dive right in. There's so much to talk about. I listened to a couple of podcasts over the course of the last week uh, that, that you've done, and it's just like, Wow, what 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 does this guy not do? I don't. I I'm probably the busiest person that I know, and I feel like I'm not busy enough when I listen to all the things that you do. You're a gym owner. You're a cop. You're you're on the SWAT team still, right? Um, military contractor, or at least former. You've got a wife and two kids. You run geese, guns and geese, right? That's you as well. Yep, correct myself, Craig. And, and because you off. because you had so much spare time, you've also become a pilot. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Three times. <laughs> I don't even know where you want to start, but let let's just start about let's talk. Let's do the obligatory. How did you find jujitsu? Let's start there. Yeah. So it's funny. My 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 jujitsu origin story starts back in like 1992. Uh, I lived in California for several years, and. I went back, I moved back to the, the Northeast and I flew back to California to go visit a buddy of mine that I grew up playing ice hockey and boxing with as a kid. And uh, him and his brother put on these like white karate uniforms <laughs> and had these orange, like long, goofy orange belts tied around their waist. And like, hey, we got to go to jujitsu practice. 
you know? And I was like, what, what is that? You want to come? I was like, sure. So, uh, I, I went with them and I walked in this little nondescript building in Torrance, California. I walked in, there's these big green maps, just one big green, like see map. And I'm like, this is weird. I don't know what this is. And then this kind of like gangly, not really tough looking, just kind of goofy looking Brazilian dude walks in with a big black eye and it was Hoist. And, uh, I met Hoist. I was a C93. I would have been 15 years old. I've been 14, 15 years old, and uh, I met Hoist, and I got to do like a trial class there. It was the original Gracie Academy that my buddies trained at. And I spent a few days there, flew back to New Jersey, and never heard of or touched jujitsu again. Uh, did a little bit of wrestling in high school, got into Muay Thai, kept my striking stuff going, and then really in 2004, when I became a New Orleans cop, uh, I realized I needed to really learn how to like really grapple people. So I joined the local jujitsu academy there, started training, trained sporadically on and off for like almost 10 years uh, because I, that's when I got into like military contracting later on. So I was training between deployments or on deployments. There's always one guy on the team and I just had a gi, one gi and a white belt that I'd bring everyone <laughs> with me. And I wore it for like eight to 10 years, you know, sporadically training. Wow. Um, yeah, and then in, uh, in 2013, I took an assignment in uh, Abu Dhabi and uh, became some friends with some of the Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructors that they bring in to teach at the schools, at the military colleges, at the police colleges, and uh, started training again really, like really consistently, really hard under uh, my original professor named Tiago Bravo and uh, trained like every single day, two a day, started competing over in the UAE uh, championships and... Uh, yeah, I just decided this is what I'm going to do with my life one day. You Bravo, know, is that the Bravo choke? Is, is uh, that the same person? Uh, yeah, no, bra Bravo. Bravo, the, okay, okay. Yeah, Tiago Bravo. Okay. Um, yeah, so yeah, Tiago's, uh, man, if he's not a fourth, I think he, he's due for his fourth degree this year. But uh, yeah, he's from Rio. He's uh, originally a Braza guy. Um, but What's, just, bra what's that? What is Braza? Braza is one of the original teams. Okay. Uh, down from uh, down from Brazil, Braza. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Felipe Costa and stuff. They started like Braza. So. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, then here I am. Fast forward. Now I own an academy. <laughs> you know, and, and I wear pajamas every day. You know. Yeah. It's not a bad life. <laughs> no, dude, it's an, it's an awesome life, man. I I'm, I only have pants and shoes on today because right from here. I'm going to SWAT stuff. Okay, <laughs> I'm over here in my, my shorts and uh, and yeah, yeah, and sure. bare feet. I'm bare feet. That's yeah, it, it's uh, it, I mean, I you know the day job. I'm a marketing guy during the day. I want a company, a marketing company, but um, yeah, if I'm like usually polo, dress yeah. for the screen, but shorts below. You know, I'm that guy, mm -hmm. and then uh, yeah, and it's off to the gym. So. Yeah. You really found jujitsu. You came back to jujitsu because you had become a New Orleans police officer. That's and, my. Yeah. That was really my first foray into jujitsu. The thing, yeah. you know, I didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't even know what the Gracie Academy was. I didn't know who Hoist Gracie was. Fast forward, you know, UFC and all that stuff. I was like, that's the guy. Like that was him. <laughs> yeah. That uh, black guy I, that he had. He had he come. Had, I, I don't know if you'd remember back. Had he come off of a UFC fight, I would expect that maybe he had a black eye from one of the UFCs. <laughs> no. Uh, so the story <laughs> was, 
because he, of course, typical Brazilian fashion, he showed up late, you know, like everyone's already on the mat in their geese, you know, like, and he shows up. And the story was he was out the night before and got into a bar fight. Uh, well, okay. There you go. Many, many yeah. moons ago though. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're a cop in, 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 uh, in New Orleans and it's not, it's like these days now, I get, you know, so many departments are talking about jujitsu or so many people are trying to get departments to talk about jujitsu. Right. Was it just something, was there anybody else doing jujitsu or you just had the, the, the knowledge, I, I need to find something. I need to do need, something that's yeah. going to help me on the streets here. That was it. I need to find something, you know, I, I, I knew how to strike. I knew how to punch. I knew how to box. Uh, you know, I boxed and did Muay Thai for years and I realized like, you can't punch someone into custody. You can't punch someone into a set of handcuffs. You got to be able to yeah. grab them, control them. Um, and obviously fast forward, you know, 20 something years now, I'm 45. My, my, uh, my thought process and ideals of, of violence in general is, is drastically different. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I was like, I've got to find something else. And I knew what jujitsu was now, you know, like I, I understood it. And, uh, I just found the local jujitsu academy and it was in the city of new Orleans. So it's like me and a whole bunch of like stoners that could kick the shit out of me, you know. See, Bo, <laughs> you'd, like, you'd, you'd fall, Bo, you'd 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 find a home. I'm telling. I'm trying uh, to get Bo yeah. to train. I'm trying to get my. He doesn't train. I'm trying to get him to train. I'm oh like, you're gonna God. fit. He would fit right in. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, like the stoner culture. That's, that's cool him. Thing. That's it. That's the cool <laughs> thing about jujitsu. And it's like for me, it's like I've always, even as a kid coming up. Um, I've always kind of been okay. I, look, we all have ego. Ego is healthy in the right doses, but I've always also been okay. If this is going to make me better or this dude's going to make me better or I can learn something, I'm going to shelve my ego for a second. And, um, you know, like let's, let's grow. You know, Hey, why did I become yeah. pilot? Cause I yeah. felt a lack in my capability, you know? So it's like, is there time of the day? Fuck yes. Yeah. There's time of the day, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I was the only cop training. And uh, started like understanding some of the magic, and I'd go to class that day, and then I'd go to work that night and put my put my uniform on and chase a bad guy down an alleyway and tackle him. Be like, let me try this new move that I learned, and he'd slip out and punch me in the face. Go, oh, fuck, that didn't work, and you know. <laughs> so it was cool, a trial by fire. I got to use it for real, you know. Yeah, that ego side is is something that I talk to like, just my. You know, some of the guys that I train with, I'm not a coach. Uh, I love talk. I, I feel I've been around. I'm a brown belt. I feel I've, I've been along around long enough to be able to tell these guys, like, I've been through what you what you've gone through. And I, I don't think that it ever stops. But, you know, I see a lot of the guys like not wanting to train with like a, a, a white belt or a blue belt, not wanting to even approach me to to roll or to train. I'm a I'm a bigger I'm, I'm one of the bigger guys there. I like. I'm in the 220s right now. I've been losing a little bit of weight, but I'm, you know, normally right around a little under 240. So, you know, the 175ers, even the guys at 200 pounds, like don't want to even, you know, I'm like, you understand though, if you hide from me, it's going to be worse <laughs> when we do roll. But yeah. if you approach me or, you know, I, or let's just say that just let's take myself out of the equation. If you approach somebody that you're maybe nervous about rolling with, it's okay to say, hey, could we start here? Or can I ask you a question? Or could you show me this thing? I'm having a problem. Even when we're rolling and start there and and you get them into a, a teaching mode or like you, they, they feel almost like a coach and it's not just like, okay, I'm going to take you down and I'm going to maul you, right? So that I've, I've tried to tell people like this is the way that you handle that in this in situations where you're feeling 
like you don't want to roll with this higher belt. This is the way you can control the role without controlling the role, right? It, it's a great right. way to do that. But at the same time, like don't be scared. Like you, if you were good at it already, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't need to be here. You need to roll with the higher guys. I'm always telling them, okay, I just kicked your ass. I'm going over there now, and that guy's going to do what I just did to you, to me. Yeah. He's going to do that to me. He's going to maul me. I'm not going to be able to get out of it. You know, he's going to get me in a north-south, or he's going to put me in a compromised position, and I'm going to be fighting to get out because he's been doing this way longer. He's stronger. He works out every day. He's He's got, you know, he goes to two different schools, or he's going to compete, or he is a competitor. And, uh, and you know, it, that all goes back to ego. It's being able to leave the ego at the door. And I go through it every day, too, because sometimes I'm just like, oh, man. We all do, brother. And honestly, I think it's worse for us as higher belts because, I mean, when we see this, we know guys, we know the higher level belts that dodge the lower level belts that they know got their number a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And look, we're all susceptible from it. And I'll tell you, like, for me, one of the biggest hits, I'm I'm, I'm still a baby black belt. Uh, I've only been a black belt about two years now, almost two years. Um, That being said, I've got... Mm, you know, like 15 plus years of jujitsu, you know, um, that's just how long it took me, you know? And, uh, you know, I got a couple of young guys that were wrestlers in high school, young athletic purple belts of mine. And they fucking got my number, dude. They're like nipping there. And they, yeah. want, they wanted, you know, mm-hmm. so for me as a black belt, now people just see the belt. They don't see the 45 years of getting broken and blown up and yeah. injuries and surgeries. They just see that black belt. And there are some days that I don't feel like anyone touching me. And there are days I'm ready to lock horns and fucking get down like two elk in a row, you know, but like not too long ago, one of my purple belts caught me. He caught me straight up, got me in an arm bar. And, uh, you know, it was a black belt tap. It was a black belt tap, tap. you know, there's no one here. That he's like looking around. I hope and like, don't get me wrong. It was the end of the round. I probably tapped him seven times in the first four minutes, four and a half minutes, but fatigue and, and athleticism is part of this game. And he straight up caught me. I didn't give it to him. I didn't let him work to it. I didn't be like, coach him through it. None of that shit. I tried to fight out of it and he caught me. Yeah. And when I lined up all the students on the wall at the end of class, we're getting ready to bow out. I said it in front of the whole class. Hey, tonight, Jake tapped me out. He caught me. Yeah. It happens. And like, look, the first time I tapped my professor was when I was a purple belt. So what makes me any different than anyone else? You know, it's like, but you've got to show that ego. And it's hard sometimes, man, when these lower belts, big, big, strong blue belts that wrestled in college and stuff. And you're like, fuck, man. Yeah. You know, but you can't, like you said, you can't dodge it because it's going to find you one day. Yeah. That, I, uh, I rolled with a fellow brown belt the other day. And, you know, I started to rethink my life. <laughs> he <laughs> He really took it to me. I sat, I, I got my, got my, grabbed my water. I sat on the side of the mat and I watched him roll with my coach. And my yeah. coach is no slouch. He's a yeah, black belt yeah. under cyborg. He's no slouch. And he had the same trouble I had with this guy. We were yeah. like, we were actually, you know, we, we focus right now. We're focusing uh, very much on like a Z guard and lockdown right. like that. My, my coach yeah. is a big lockdown guy. So we, um, like our advanced classes we do where like the white belts aren't there. Or we, yeah. We're like, we focus on all things like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we focus on all things Z guard lockdown. And he could, uh, the same trouble that I was having doing these things to the guy he was having. And I was just like, uh, I'm like, okay, it's not me. That guy is just a tough, he's another, yeah. he was a, he's a, uh, you know, he's trained under cyborg as well, the Brown belt. And, uh, I was like, okay, I don't, I don't feel so bad. Right. But, um, 
the guys out there. Yeah. You know? There's also there's a young kid that that trains. We used to call him. We had two Alexes in our gym. So uh, one was the older Alex, and then this was little Alex. Little Alex came up in our kids program in the school, and little Alex isn't so little anymore. He's a yeah. he's a man. He's 19 years old. Works out. His jujitsu is very much on point, and a lot of times every like everyone is avoiding him. And I go up to him. I try to go up to him as much as possible. At, well, I should say as much as possible, as often as possible when I'm training, but like at least once a class. And yeah. I say to him, I go, "It's time to take my medicine." And it's this. He's a purple belt, and he is my most difficult. I think he's the most difficult role there for just about anybody, regardless of belt. And yeah. uh, it's uh, it's a good ego check. But I'm learning sure. more and more that, you know, there are the times that I avoided those those same people. You know, you know, who wants to go? I got to go to work in the morning. I want to go. I want to leave here happy and excited, not get right. smashed, right? So we all have the, those moments. But now I'm realizing um, I want to roll with the toughest guys in the room because it is going to make me better. And if sure. at very least I'm focusing on not tapping from a guy who can dominate me, then it's a win because some of those guys that I mentioned used to tap me and now they can't tap me. And then now it's going to turn to like, Oh, I'm catching them again, you know? So, uh, so yeah, I mean, again, goes, all goes back to ego. I mean, it's hard. What do you, I mean, when you're talking to your students about this stuff, you mentioned like, you know, you lined them up and you told them uh, that story. Do you, you know, when you're coaching these guys on an individual basis, you know, do you have these conversations about ego and, and, and really learning how to check it at the door? Absolutely. You know, we have a big sign in the academy that says, leave your ego here, you know, off the mat. Very nice, yeah. and, and I do say that, look, I do want some ego on the mat because that's what makes us grind. Yeah. That was, that's what makes you want to tap me and me want to tap you. Yeah. And then hug afterwards. Bro, that was awesome. You did great. You know, but like if there's no ego, there's a healthy amount of ego. Um, as now, like I've got two things that I kind of deal with here as, as the professor um, and as a 45-year-old athlete, one, I've got to maintain my body and my health. So if I grind hard every class, you know, like I'm, I'm in the gym two, three times a day, you know, like yesterday, uh, yesterday I taught my early morning class at 5.45 a.m. And then I taught and trained both classes in the evening, you know. So if I don't, if I don't tempo when I go hard and when I go light, I just break. Thank you to Feito IT and AV, specializing in commercial and residential automation, security cameras, CCTV, POS, and more. Check them out at feitoitav.com or call 305-428-2515 and let them know the dummy sent you. Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium jujitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ box find the best in the world of jujitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box. And give them a follow on Instagram at TheBJJBox. The Jiu-Jitsu Dummies would like to congratulate Neutral Zone Clean on the release of their newest product, a healthy and pH-balanced bar soap that's perfect for anyone looking to take care of their skin. This soap is made with all natural ingredients that help nourish and restore your skin's natural barrier. It contains glycerin, which naturally attracts moisture to itself in the skin, leaving it feeling soft and hydrated. 
The new bar soap also contains a blend of olive, coconut, and castor oils, and shea butter, which are rich in vitamins, nutrients, essential fatty acids, and antioxidants that help fight harmful bacteria. With tea tree and other natural ingredients, it also helps in the prevention of fungal infections. Not only is it effective, but it also leaves your skin feeling fresh and lightly scented. It's gentle enough for even the most sensitive skin, making it a perfect choice for the whole family. Be sure to check out their website, NeutralZoneClean.com, for a range of all-natural products, including sprays, wipes, and shower gels, and use code JJD for 15% off your order. Special thank you to the crew over at Flow and Roll for all their support. Flow and Roll is renowned for their incredible Nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow and Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowandroll.com to check out their awesome designs, and while you're there, pick up a jujitsu dummy signature tee exclusively at flowandroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or geese with code JJD. The other thing is, all my students deserve my attention, so I need to be able to roll with my brand new white belts, with my girls, and with my hardcore grinders, you know, my training partners. So... I kind of, I have like a little rotation, a little cycle where, and if I'm not on the, if I, it's not the day or I'm not feeling good where I'm ready to grind and lock horns and one of my hardcore dudes comes up to me, now I can be like, not today, bro. It's an off day for me. And they understand because they know I'm not dodging them because when it's my day to train, like we're going to get down and we're going to grind, you know? Um, so I've kind of built that, but yeah, I, I talk to them at, you know, obviously if I see something in the gym, I address it right away. Um, you know, if, 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 we're, if, if I see people are discouraged or I hear people, I try to do this and it just wouldn't work. I'm like, well, yeah, you've been training for two years. He's been training for six. Yeah. It's not going to work, but keep trying, yeah. <laughs> you know, keep trying, yeah. you know, and it's like my young guys, I'm like, you guys, I'm, I'm improving like this and you guys are improving like this. Like you're going to intersect me and you're going to start catching me. It's going to happen, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, we, we, you know, we have those talks and you know, just hey, come I, in. And, I remind and, guys when they're having when they can't do something to me, I'll remind them. I'm like, that's what the like a purple belt maybe. I say that's what the white and the blue go practice on them, and then yeah, I mean you can practice and see if you catch me, but practice on them, right? And then you'll at one day, like you said, that intersection, you're going to be able to land that on me, you know. Right. Uh, I, there's one particular partner that I have that he loves to do lapel chokes. But he can never get the lapel jokes jokes on me, so I actually I'm I'm, I'm always messing with him about it, just right. playing with him. We have a group chat open, and I'm always throwing some shade on him. And uh, but he's he's landing it on on the I say see you'll one day you'll be but not okay. anytime soon. Not your dad, and tomorrow ain't looking so good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I tell. That's what I tell him. I say one day, but today ain't it, and tomorrow's not looking good either. So you mentioned uh, like a tra- you know a morning class and and afternoon classes. Uh, this is a family affair for you as well, right? You have uh, your wife and kids both train or all train? I'm yeah, sorry. So the, the, whole, the whole family trains. Uh, the whole family trains. Uh, my son my son started really consistently training when I opened up the original academy. So he's 11 now and he's been training for five years, five plus years. 
Um, and when I say he's been training for five plus years, I mean six days a week and summer times. That's a different kind of five years than, than yeah. the, the hobbyist. Yeah, six you know? days a week, summer times, two times a day. And now, uh, so he's a, he's a yellow belt, well, yellow and white belt. Uh, he's 11, he's 81 pounds. And uh, now I let him train in the adult class mm. with one of his main training partners, who's also 11 and a couple of my teenagers, like my teenager in the adult class, because like, even though they're only 80 pounds, like they'll roll with these 14, 15, 16 year old teenagers that are built like grown men and they just murk them. Yeah. Um, they'll roll with some of my girls, like, uh, you know, some of my, you know, blue belts and purple belt girls and stuff. And it's like, yeah, like you said, they've got five years of just tons of training. Yeah. And so it's cool to yeah. see. And then my daughter's eight and she's been training for about three years. Um, not quite as consistently, but it's a three day a week. She trains at least three days a week. And, and uh, you know, and I told her like, you don't have to compete. You don't have to train every day. You got to train three days a week. Both my kids have to train until they get their black belt. Like that's the deal. And then if they don't ever want to touch it again, cool. But like my little girl is going to have a bite behind her bark. Like there ain't going to be anyone that's going to do anything to her that she doesn't want done to her. You yeah. know, when it comes down. Yeah. So, and how about uh, your yeah. wife? Did you, did you meet your wife? Was she doing jujitsu already or did she start no. after you met? No. Yeah. She, uh, she would not touch jujitsu for like the first like 10 years that I did it, you know? Uh. And, uh, like I bought her a gi, like the whole, you know, like, Been uh, there. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, she started when we opened the Academy, you know, she yeah. started when we opened. Yeah. And now, you know, now she loves it and she competes and stuff and, it's wait, cool, wait. but yeah, it's a, it's a family, you know, it's a family sort of thing. And like, we have kids classes, we have little kids classes, we have bigger kids classes, obviously adult classes. We do women only classes. That's good. Um, I built the gym out to where I didn't want to give anyone an excuse to not, not be able to train. So like a lot of academies, like the professor has a full time job and just only opens up like three nights a week, you know, yeah. where like we're open. The only days we're closed are Sundays. And usually we do like an in-house open mat. Uh, even on Sundays. And then we have early morning classes every morning, Monday through Friday, uh, 5.45 to 6.45, so people can get in before work. Lunch class every single day. And then evening class every single night, you know? So no one has an excuse. Like, you can come train if you want to train. Don't tell yeah. me times are restrictor. And it's cool. Like, our morning classes, early, early, early. I hate teaching them when I have to. Uh, fortunately, I have some coaches and professors now that do the early morning because they got to go to work, too. But it's packed. We've got 20 people on the mat at 5.45 a.m. That's hard. Yeah. I, I like getting up early, what I consider early on Saturdays and Sundays. I, I'm, my Our listeners have probably heard me say this a thousand times. I'll go to bed earlier on a Friday night, after Friday training actually too. We do a, a no-gi, uh, like just an advanced no-gi class. Saturday morning yeah. is no-gi. Uh, again, really more like an open mat, but we, we, do, he, we do instruction and drills. Um, that's at 9 a.m. I consider that early, but I'm in bed earlier on a Friday night than I am any other day of the week because I want to be ready for that that morning open mat. I'm so excited yeah. about it, like I'm just like, ah, you know, yeah, you're prepped for I'm it, yeah. I don't I don't really drink anymore. I'm not like drink having a beer on a Friday night anymore or even a Saturday because we're seven days a week. It's we're open, yeah. you know, Saturday Sunday the open mats, uh, no other instruction. But uh, yeah, man, I'm it's I I I love it. I love training in the morning. 5:45, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I can get up. I I've never been challenged with that yet. I've never been at a school that had a, an early morning class like that. 
So I'm, uh, I haven't been tested, but I don't know that I could get up and do that. And yeah, I just don't know if I could do that because <laughs> that's if I that's a five forty five class. I'm up at least at four forty five. Right, know, right, right, right. Got to yeah, have a coffee, a banana, or something. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know if I could do it. Yeah, it's that's it's pretty early, bro. I I mean, I used to teach it. I used to pretty much solely teach it, but now, like I said, I got a couple professors um, that that train here as well, and they've got full time jobs, so they like coming in and getting in, and then they, they spend the evenings with their yeah. family. And so they've kind of taken that over for me. Cause like last night I was here last night till nine o'clock, you know, after class and cleaning up and stuff. So I have some late nights here as well. I'm not eating dinner. I'm on full Brazilian time at night. I'm not eating dinner until <laughs> then, you know? So now, so gym owner, now you're, you're still a police officer. So I am now mm-hmm. technically a, re, a, a reserve. Okay. Um, only duty is with the SWAT team, which okay. is nice. Okay. Uh, so I don't have to work patrol. I don't put a uniform on anymore. Nice. Uh, my only duty is with the SWAT team. So I am one of their explosive breachers and senior assaulters. Um, so yeah, so I, I help manage the explosive breaching program. I go down like right today, like as soon as we finish, whenever we're done, I'm headed that way to our office. We've got to do some explosive inventory. We built me and my other guy built some, uh, new, charges explosive charges we're testing out so we're gonna go put them on some doors on our wall and blow some doors up today and uh yeah so that's all i do so you know i handle the training um you know i I attend the training handle the training the explosive stuff and then obviously any actual like warrant service call outs that we have i'm on call for that um and then i help teach at our training facility from time to time whether it be like CQB room clearing, house clearing, shooting, or I help develop the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu program for our agency, which we have a full Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu program and mat room at our agency now. Well, did they have something before you, or is it? Did you help bring it in? I I helped bring it in. One of my one of my good buddies on the SWAT team. Uh, he's I call him my adopted blue belt. He technically trains under another guy about thirty minutes from me. Um, but we're all really tight and, and he and I've trained a lot up to leading up to his blue belt and stuff. And, uh, he and I sat down, I developed all the curriculum for the program and then he pushed it, he pushed it, he pushed it. He's a full-time guy. Um, and he's been there for a long time. And basically said, he's like, look, we've got a black belt here that can validate it and run it. Um, we got some certifications, uh, so that the liability was covered. Um, we got one certification we weren't super happy with, and then we ended up going to C4CPJJ with Chad Lyman, um, I them, man. And, and got that, that's that, um, cert basically, which we're really, really happy with that program. Chad's an amazing guy. He's got a great program. And, uh, yeah. So now in the Academy, when the cadets are in the Academy for 17 weeks, a minimum of three days a week, they have jujitsu. Nice. Uh, and not like combatives, not handcuffing, all that separate. They do all that shit too, but like straight like jujitsu. Like, like if they were going to your class at your school. Exactly. Exactly. Um, That's got to the point where now my school, I have sign in sheets for the agency where if deputies come to my school, they can sign in and get credited hours. Nice. At my academy. And, um, and then we have open training days throughout the week for deputies that are already on the road to get caught up, that they have to meet a mandatory standard each month. And it's really light, it's small, but they're now grappling at least like 
two times a month, three times a month, like once a week almost, once every other week, uh, which we we know is not enough for us, but it's way better than what we had. Yeah. And it's forcing people into it. And, you know, we don't, I, I think the problem with a lot of these programs is people run it like a combatives program. And then people get hurt and people don't like getting punched and people don't like having their fingers tweaked and a broken finger and just handle it like jujitsu practice, make it yeah. fun. You know, like the whole, I hate saying, keep it playful. Cause I don't keep it playful either. Right. <laughs> but like, I'm a smash pass through my ears are all fucked <laughs> up. You know, like, um, but uh, there are days where I just want to pull guard and play lasso and rope a dope, you know, like yeah. not like, like not let you touch my head cause my neck hurts. Cause you know, like I broke my neck last year or whatnot, you know, like, wow. uh, yeah, I broke my C5 last year, but that's <laughs> just the wing. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> just some pain. Uh, but you know, if you run it and you teach them more the jujitsu lifestyle and the jujitsu culture, well then they're like, Oh, that was fun. I want to go back. And it's the slow boil process. You don't need to make them grind first class. You don't need to make them puke first class. You don't need to give them neon belly of death. You know, to show them, like, make it fun. Don't don't smoke them. Yeah. So I do that at my academy. Every Friday morning, I do a free law enforcement only class. Uh, you don't have to train. You don't have to be a member of the, the gym or any gym. You can just show up if you're a cop. Yeah. And I keep it real light. And we barely even spar right now. So tell everybody where your gym is. I forgot to ask you before. So is it yeah. inside so, the city of New Orleans? No. Okay. So I live on the North Shore of New Orleans in St. Tammany Parish. It's on the North Shore of Lake Pontchartrain. It's about okay. 45 minutes from New Orleans. In a town called Mandeville. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it's Vita Vita Jiu Jitsu in, in Mandeville. Okay. And now I was also going to ask: Have has your Jiu Jitsu program been around long enough where you're starting to see a difference in um, use of force in situation. use of force situations or complaints? Are you seeing that? Yes. Yeah, and you're that is seeing that decline. It's the coolest thing for me, but it also validates the program because you know everything nowadays is on camera. You know, and so are we you guys have, wearing body cams are there are your uh, the, officers? Road, the road deputies do. Yeah. 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 The, the road deputies do. Um, and then like, because it's a sheriff's office, uh, we handle all the corrections. So the jail as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's two different entities of the sheriff's, right? There's corrections and then there's criminal patrol. Yeah. But, uh, we get to see this on video and we get to mm-hmm. watch what these guys are doing. And now guys that have been training for, you know, six months a year are, you know, using a collar tie and a bicep tie or an underhook and doing a foot sweep and taking the dude down and going right into a Kimura and like looking around, getting on the radio, rapping, (laughs) you know? And, uh, you know, one of the things for me is like, I preach, I don't believe in pain compliance. I don't believe in pain compliance because pain, uh, pain institutes a, a defense response in us. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? If you come up to me and take your knuckle and start grinding it into my sternum, I'm going to hit your hand away rather than go, I'm not going to let you do that. And go, yeah, here, take my hand and put a handcuff on it. Right. I'm going to push your hand away out of natural human response and, 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 you know, protection. So, you know, we see these videos of cops, give me your hand, show me your hand, show me your hand. And they're punching them in the back of the head. And all the dude is doing is covering up and trying to get yeah. away. Yeah. I'm like, guys, you're causing that. Yeah. You're causing that. It's hard to watch. I'm those are, those videos are very hard to watch. They're hard to watch, man. I'm like, just do like, you know, the deal, like when you have the power or the magic of jujitsu, there are men out there, even at our level, like there are men out there that when they grab you or make a grip or a contact, you're like, 
what the fuck just grabbed me? <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. You know? And like, that's what I want. I want you to be able to grab someone and control someone to where you're not hurting them, but they're like, Holy fuck. I can't like, I can't move. And then you put them on the ground and you just settle. And it's like control. Hey, dude, the control, control part without the yeah. pain compliance, yeah. Exactly, exactly. I, now, I like the pain compliance at my gym when I'm rolling with my buddies. Oh, that's I still yeah, like yeah that. for sure, absolutely. Oh man, give him a little I, chin I, in the rib, you know, a little bit. knuckle when I, no one's looking. I got a thing from a buddy of mine called Cotovelo Gijostisa. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what is? It's elbow of justice in Portuguese. <laughs> Cotovelo Gijostisa. <laughs> when you're in side control. Yeah. You just under underhook the far side mm. tricep, like you're going for that far side uh, yeah. armbar. I know that. And you, and, they lower, and you turn your elbow into their sternum and just. Ah. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, like, I, I know that. <laughs> I've been on the the giving and receiving end of that one yeah, many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, but that's um, great. I'm glad that you know it's uh it's great to hear that jujitsu's been around at least you know when you talk about your department, it's been around long enough that you can start to see the change in the in the in the use of force. Uh, complaint? Or would you just say complaints, or how, how would you say that? How would you gauge that? Like your officers coming back, like, "Hey, I, I didn't have to fight this guy where I would normally. This would have been a drag out brawl if I didn't know jujitsu." How were you guys measuring sure. that? Well, so you know, obviously, every use of force has a has a report that goes along. That, with that's it. the part, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's the part. And if there's injuries that occur in that use of force, whether it's officer related injuries or subject related injuries, that is in the report. With its officer, there's first reports of injury where they've got to go, you know, all this stuff. So, and you so start if, if I can clarify, let me, let me, so it's right. Yeah. They're reporting a use of force. Those are going down, but then like public use of force complaints as well, right? Those would be, are, are, are those two things that are measured? Like the public is, are we just looking at our own within the police department? You're seeing less officers report use of force. Right. So yeah. So the officers basically report. So, okay. you know, say I'm going to make an arrest on a guy and he doesn't comply. And I end up having to take him down, physically put him into handcuffs. Um, you know, there'll be a, there'll be a report associated along with that arrest. And if there was any, um, um, any resisting of arrest, yeah. then that would be notated in the report. Also, if there's any injuries that occur in that arrest, that would be notated. Okay. Gotcha. So you can track like, Hey, there's less injuries now both to subjects and to officers. Hey, there's less fights. There's, there's, you know, there's more control and you can, you can gauge that and, and you can actually really track it. Okay. So let's talk about, there's a couple other things that, uh, that make you, you, right? So we've, uh, I, I don't know how much you could talk about this, but you weren't in the military, but you were a government contractor. Can you talk about what that, well, you know, talk about, why you weren't in the military and then talk about the government contracting if, if that's uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a part of it is, is, is right place, right time. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the saying luck favors the bold as well. Um, I was a new Orleans cop. Uh, obviously when you're a young cop, you do the patrol thing for a little while, mm -hmm. but I was a young, aggressive, athletic, you know, hard charging cop. So very, very quickly I got pulled out of patrol and, and moved to what's called a specialized unit. And so I worked for, uh, I worked for uh, like a non-conventional plainclothes kind of intelligence unit within the police uh, for most of my time. I also worked narcotics for a long time. And uh, I became friends with a former Army Green Beret who was contract. Him and I became good buddies. He lived right near me. We'd bring our dog to the dog park. 
And we started shooting, going and shooting and training together and working out together and just became really good buddies. And he's like, Hey, have you ever considered leaving and going contracting? And I said, well, I thought it was only open to special operations guys. You know, at the time it was early on in contracting days. And I was like, I thought it was only open to special operations guys. I don't have any military background. He's like, yeah, generally speaking, but he's like, you have a different skill set. And he's like, if I vouch for your resume, you'll get to at least go to selection. And he's like, if if they pick you to go to selection, you don't know me. You don't mention my name. If I if we see each other, we don't know each other, right? You need to you'll have to get through on your own, but I can get your resume at least in there and vouch for that. I was like, all right, give it a shot. So uh submitted my resume. I got asked to go up to a selection course. There was like 30-something guys at the selection course. I was the only non-special operations guy in the course, and uh, 15 of us graduated, and I was one of them. And it's just one of those things, you know, like if you're not a special operations guy, a soft guy, a special operations guy, you're a shitbird, right? Until you prove yourself otherwise. And, you know, I kind of always lived my life. I didn't want to ever give anyone – the excuse to say, Hey, Lappin's the weak link, you know? So I've always held myself to a super high standard. I don't know if you can hear, she's like woofing in her sleep. Is that little girl trained? You got it. Is she like a, yeah. 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 So she, she's a service dog and uh man, she's, she's awesome. She's, she's right. She can climb a roofing ladder. Like, Oh yeah. She fences like crazy. Do you she's, use yeah. her? Is she okay? Is she a, like, a, not for SWAT stuff. Okay. Not for, yeah, she's just my personal personal use. <laughs> yeah, she comes everywhere with me, and like she'll, you know, like she knows if I'm like starting to lose lose my temper or something, or have like a TBI episode, she'll okay. like because I've got traumatic brain injury as well from like explosions and, and oh, blast wow. over and breaching and stuff. Um, so she'll like come and lay her head on me and stuff. And, she'll like, know. She'll feel yeah. it. That's yeah, awesome. That's, oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, but um. Where was I? What we were talking? We um, talk? yeah, I have brain fog too from that shit. Oh, contracting, yeah. Yeah. Con- you're contracting. Uh, you graduated. You were one of the fifteen that graduated. Yeah. So I uh, I got into contract work uh, that way, and you know just kind of made my stake on my reputation. Whenever any team that I'd go to, you know, uh, oh Lappin's a cop. Ah, fuck that dude. And then other guys who knew me or worked with me, but yeah, dude, he's like the most squared away dude you'll ever meet. Like, and I just made sure that I could outshoot everybody. I could out PT everybody. I could out fight everybody. I could out plan everybody. You know, like I'd sit up in my room studying at night and doing map studies. So I could be so familiar with the area. It was like my own neighborhood while guys are out hanging out drinking, you know, and I'd be sitting in my room. Did this take you overseas? Is this something that would take you overseas? Yes. And it took me overseas. So yeah. So I, I did a little over six months. Uh, in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Um, during one of the coups there, we were supporting the presidential security team there and then U.S. Embassy and USAID. Um, that was for a company called Triple Canopy. Um, and then one of my team leaders was a former Army Delta guy from, from the unit. And uh, I ran into him uh, between deployments one one time, and he was working for a, uh, a classified program at the time for the NSA uh, and asked me if I'd come work for him. So I went over and worked for the NSA for a little while on one of their clandestine classified programs over in Iraq. Um, and then, you know, you just kind of meet people, you know, you kind of meet people, you build your reputation. I did a little bit of a 
I did a couple of years of anti-piracy work uh, around uh, Africa, Yemen, uh, Somalia area, and uh, uh, did some stuff in Egypt, uh, did some stuff down in Central South America, did some uh, kidnap and ransom stuff down in Central South America, wow. and then worked as a mentor advisor for four years in the United Arab Emirates. Oh. And that's kind of about where I hung, hung up. Is this all here. before you got married? Um, Some of it was before and then most of it was after. Oh, okay. All right. That's like yeah. a, yeah, it's, it's a tough, that's a tough life when you're, I would imagine I've never been. Yeah. There. Yeah. And I was gone a lot. You know, like yeah. when I was in the thick of it, I was gone 10 months out of the year. Wow. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, but it's, you know, it's part of like, I don't do well idle. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, do I, I, I'm looking at my list, and I keep on. I'm, again, I'm rethinking my entire life. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> I, I can't nap anymore at three thirty in the afternoon. Looking at this resume of well, things, we're not even through everything yet, guys. Just so the listeners know, we still haven't talked about guns and geese, and we really haven't gotten into into how you became a pilot. But go ahead. <laughs> BioPro will change that, bro. Oh yeah, well, let's let's talk about BioPro. BioPro, I haven't started taking it yet. But uh, they are officially a, a new sponsor of the show. I'm waiting for my package to come in the mail. Um, tell, tell, tell me yeah. more about it. Tell me why I'm going to yeah. love it. So, um, like a lot of things, I took it with very, very uh, skeptical eyes. Yeah, you know, and um, I would take a nap every single day, like clockwork, at about two o'clock. That's me. I needed. Yeah, I needed it. And that was hampering my strength and conditioning program a lot because that was like my really only time to really work out. So I wasn't doing a lot of strength and conditioning. I was just doing jujitsu and taking a nap every day, groggy. So uh, I got introduced to BioPro, started taking BioPro. And about a weekend of taking it, I like, woke up one day out of bed. And I was like, I don't feel groggy. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> you know, like, what is this? Yeah. And, uh, I was like two o'clock. I was like, I'm going to go take my nap. I don't wait. I don't need a nap. I'm right. Let's go lift. You know, I'd go out in my garage and it completely changed it. So I don't, I don't take naps anymore. Short of like, if I get called out for a squat roll at 2 AM and I'm up till mm -hmm. like five, you know, like I'll take yeah. a nap that day, you know, but I don't need daily naps anymore. Um, wow. I got a ton of energy. My strength and conditioning program now is like four or five days a week. I'm lifting. Um, I'm, I'm keeping more muscle mass on. I'm, I've, I've moved all, all the year before I fought down at lightweight and now I'm not fighting at middleweight. So I'm back at a, like a healthier weight for me, about 180, 182. Yeah. And, uh, the best thing for me about BioPro, and it wasn't even something that I recognized right away. I was talking to a buddy of mine after about eight months on it, six, six, seven, eight months on it. And, uh, I used to have weekly. Uh, traumatic brain injury episodes. So ocular seizures, really, really bad brain fog, um, like ocular displacement to where my body would actually think it was slightly over here. And like, if I'm walking, I'd catch a corner or a door frame or something. Uh, and I haven't had any, I haven't had any now in a year. I, uh, I did, yeah. I did um, like a week long training operation where we were doing a lot of explosive breaches and I had a little mild one toward the end of that, just from getting some blast over pressure on my brain. But uh, it's like, it fixed it for whatever reason. It's pretty, pretty amazing. You know, and I'm not a doctor. I don't know why, yeah. but, you know, the so proof's in place. I'm a nap guy. I've, uh, I've owned 
in my time in Florida, I've been in Florida, like June 1st is like 25 years that I've been in Florida. Um, I've worked a lot from home or own businesses where I was able to work where I wanted to, when I wanted to, as long as I have my phone and right. my computer, I'm in the office. And usually, even when I was in an office, I'd lock the door, turn off the light, and take a nap around 3.30. But it wasn't, it's not laziness. It's let me no. recharge my batteries because I'm going to put in almost a whole nother day of work. That's right. Like whether I, you know, get in the office at eight, nine o'clock, work, you know, lunch, work to like two or three o'clock, take that nap. But I'm going to work more and or go to the gym and do jujitsu. So, right. So in my mind, I'm again, you know, jujitsu a couple hours and then I'm going to go home at night. I did it last night. I went to jujitsu, came home. Protein shake, took a shower, went down, and I put in about two hours on the computer. So it was for that. It's, I'm going to, even when I'm not that tired, I was taking the nap knowing what the rest, I'm going to put in just about another eight hours where most people are going to get off at five, sit on the couch, right. have a glass of wine, have a beer, veg out, watch their phone, watch Netflix for the rest of the night. I'm doing a whole nother day. Again, this is where my stuff doesn't even nearly seem as, as difficult as, as your list. But, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get in front of the computer again, but I'm, I need to go to jujitsu and or weight lift. So that nap has just been part of that. I would love to not take that nap. I would love to not have to feel like I need to take that nap. So I'm definitely looking forward. So I'm hearing lots of good things. I know Tom DeBloss is a, is a sponsored athlete. You're sponsored. Um, you've been taking it for a while. So, I mean, I, I, I hear nothing but good things. So I'm excited. to. I was hoping to have my box today, and I was going to take the first yeah, one on the episode with you today. But I didn't get the box. I think they just sent it out yesterday. So uh, so maybe on the next episode. So uh, I'm absolutely looking forward to it. Look, I'm, I'm 50 on Friday. So I'm like, um, I'm in that place. The, the brain fog. Right the brain fog, every time you said brain fog, that's like my biggest thing right now that I was like, do I need to find some supplements for this? And I'm hoping that that's going to help me because especially on the show, like searching for words, like in the moment, um, right. especially when you, there's maybe like a, you feel like a little pressure you're in a conversation and like you're pressed to, I'm being filmed right now and I have to make sure that I say the right word and uh, right. I'll, I'll search for names or I can remember what I, you know, it, it's funny because I can, rem if I, you have to. If I have to tell you about a client, I know where everything is. I could tell you everything about the client. But if I got to remember the name of somebody I met last week, I'll, I'm going to like, that's my brain fog. Or, hey, that guy that sings that song or that black belt that went, like, that's the shit that I'm not remembering that I remembered before. It wasn't like this before. Right. So I'm really hoping that that, that helps me with that. So stay yeah, tuned. I'm, I'm excited. I want I want to hear about your journey on it too because, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm a believer and, and I don't, I did my own test. I did my own tests, my own, you know, anecdotal testing on yeah. it. And I took it for several weeks and then I came off of it for several weeks. Really? And then I took it every other day for several weeks and then I came off of it. And then I just took it every day and I was like, all right, this shit works. You were it noticing just, the differences when you were on and off? Yeah. Oh man, I'm excited. I know these um, days everybody's, uh, you know, all my training partners have tried to get me into these like, uh, you know, these, uh, wellness facilities and, and yeah. testosterone and all this. And, and now I had done, I had done, I'd taken some steroids when I was mm -hmm. in my thirties and it definitely, yep. I wound up having a heart attack six years ago. A oh, lot man. of it, I relate back to that time and it wasn't a, a huge period of my life, but you know, I took HGH, you know, I was taking, um, uh, like a D ball and, and Winstrel and stuff like that. Right. So, 
I'm, I've always been, I've said, I'm never going to, you know, inject anything into my body again. And then yeah. this thing came along and I'm like, yeah, this, right. this is like, it just sounds perfect for me, you know? So I'm, I'm excited to, to get every, again, my listeners know I've been like, you know, oh man, everybody's trying to push me to do this and that. And I'm just like, I'm not ready. I'm, I'm not ready. Got the okay from my doctors, from my cardiologist and my doctor, but um, I've again, been like, uh, been dragging my feet on it. And then this, they approached us and, and this came up and I was just like, all right, let's give right. this a try. And again, I've heard nothing but good things, so I'm glad that you're telling me. Yeah, that, yeah, it's uh, all natural. You know, it's it's a natural thing. It's not synthetic. Uh, you know, um, and I've I haven't noticed any negative side effects. You know, and, and I'm on testosterone therapy, sure. and I say testosterone therapy because there's a difference between doing cycles mm-hmm. where you're do, you're stacking stuff. And sure, I've been on the same amount of testosterone from my doctor with regular blood work for five six years now okay um you know when i was about 38 years old i i thought i was ill like i thought i was actually like sick i thought i had a disease or something i got like whacked just super super tired um no motivation irritable cranky grumpy zero libido the whole nine yards and i went and started getting blood work done and my testosterone was in the low 200s you know, okay. and that's just a lifetime of cortisol and, and getting, you know, being out in the heat and stress and adrenaline and all that stuff. So, uh, my doctor put me on some stuff and I've still been on it. Um, but I feel, I feel good, man. I train jujitsu, uh, one to two times a day, not always hard, sometimes easy, but I'm always moving around even when I'm teaching and just coaching. Um, and then I do my strength and conditioning program probably four to five days a week. Uh, and then I've got a little routine that I do every morning uh, at 6 a.m. out on my back patio, which is body weight and super, super lightweight mobility stuff. Um, so before I even like before I even make breakfast and my first cup of coffee, I uh, I've done 50 deadlifts, 50 front squats and 50 bent over rows, you know, just to move around and warm up. And once again, once again, you've got me questioning my life, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah one of the the last thing on, on biopro that i'll say is when i when i spoke yeah. to dustin uh with the company um i told him i said listen i've been taking astroflave have you seen astroflave it's uh, uh not supplement has like the ashwagandha in it like stuff like everybody heard it on rogan and then that kind of that world blew up a little bit so i said you know i've been taking this thing what he's like he's like what's in it and i read and he looked it up he's like keep on taking this. So like the fact that you said you're doing the testosterone therapy and you're taking this again, he was telling, he said, keep on taking that. If it's working for you, keep on taking it, which it, it's definitely, I, I, I actually just got blood work done. So I, I know what my testosterone levels are now. So it's like great to just start this now. And then I'll be able to see, you know, how, what the differences yeah. are, but he's like, just keep on taking it. You can keep on taking that taking. So that was like comforting because I feel right. like I was starting to see good results after about three or four months on that. And, um, yeah, I definitely, you know, again, I still have the brain fog though. I still have these other things that, uh, that I know that I can, uh, well, I noticed a big cognitive increase, uh, with the BioPro as well. And it's funny because I started taking the BioPro, um, right at about when I started my, uh, pilot stuff, started taking flying lessons and everything, which is obviously very, there's a lot going on in a cockpit of an airplane, even a small airplane, you know? Um, with very, very high, high risk, you know, um, it's very, um, academic as well to be able to pass the tests and and a lot of the ground schools and all that stuff. Um, so 
I, you know, it's like I started taking it in no brain fog and I'm on the radio with, I'm on the radio with the tower and control and I'm switching this and switching that and pulling flaps and doing all these 17 different things at one time. And I'm like, bup, 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 and I got I'm like, Holy, all right, cool. This works. I, I don't think I could have done this several months ago. Yeah. You know? That's good. That, um, so, so t- tell us more about, you know, your, your road, uh, your, uh, the road to becoming a pilot. It was this, I think you kind of said, like, I just wanted to make sure, like, I want to know, like, you kind of, you want to have, we said jack of all trades before, like, you want to have knowledge of all these things. Was it a specific, like, gap that you felt like you wanted to fill in? Or, yeah. Like, why? Why become a pilot? You're doing all these things. Why being, I, I, I just got to imagine, let me just say this, because I feel like this is what I would get from my wife. Like, I'd get this. Really? Really? Oh, Do you have, like, I, yeah. are you getting that? From, I mean, you got to have, like, a supportive wife for this kind of stuff. I know mine never really loved jujitsu and then she just like, all right, I see that you love it. I see that it makes you better. But again, yeah. I, I feel like I'd get to like real two businesses, the podcast, the marketing company, doing jujitsu every day. Really? A yeah. pilot now? I mean what what well, was your response? That. I get that as well. Yeah. I, I get <laughs> I get okay, that's great. You know yeah. <laughs> then I just go do it. So yeah. <laughs> um but so I always, you know, I flew around a lot of different airplanes when I was doing the contracting stuff and I got to fly around in helicopters during all that stuff. And I was always fascinated with the skill set. I mm-hmm. thought it was a cool skill set um, to be able to get in this hunk of metal and then go float it through the air somewhere. <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. And uh, honestly, like really during like the height of a lot of like the, uh, the quarantine lockdown shutdown bullshit, where they were, there they was coming up that like, if you want to travel, we might talk about doing mandatory vaccinations. If you want to travel in the U.S., mm. I was like, fuck that. And I was like, I lack a skill set. Like, I can walk somewhere on my own two feet. I can ride a bike, motorcycle, dirt bike. I know how to saddle a horse. I can drive a car. I can sail a boat. But what can't I do? I can't fly. <laughs> so it's like, if you really want to get somewhere over a great period, over a great distance effectively, especially if we were talking about, you know, doom and gloom, like you got to be able to fly. So I just basically said, fuck it. I'm doing it. Um, I found a local school and I started taking lessons. I started flying basically two to three times a week. Um, until I got my pilot's license, you know, and now I maintain it. I fly, I try to fly once a month. That's kind of what my minimal comfort level is right now. I don't want to go longer than that because I'm still, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like a one stripe white belt, you know. Um, so I try to fly once a month, right, to keep some of my hours up, and then I'm getting ready to uh, do my instrument rating. So I'll do my instrument rating probably the end of this year. Get my instrument rating, uh, then I'll get my multi engine rating, um, and just work from there so I can kind of fly really whatever I, it is I need to fly short of like commercial jets. Isn't it funny how we, anything that we start to do as jujitsu practitioners, we go to do this thing over here. We'll say something like, oh, I'm a white belt at this. Yeah. Or like, I'm a, oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a this belt at this thing. I That's named right. my marketing company. I don't know if he could see it anywhere. It's black belt digital marketing. So I there tell people, I'm like, they're like, oh, well, you, do you train martial arts when they see it? And I go, well, I'm actually a brown belt at jujitsu, but I'm a black belt at marketing. So yeah, I kind of yeah. use it as that. It was unintended, but I, I started to say that. But it's funny how we use that. I'll say like when I'm doing something new, like, 
yeah, I'm kind of like a blue belt maybe at this. Like I'm just, you know, I, yeah. I, I know how to do it, but uh, you know, I'm not gonna hurt anybody. I'm not gonna hurt myself, but I still got a lot to go. So they get it. They're like, oh, cool. Yeah. I know exactly. <laughs> you know? Everyone else is like, what, in karate? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I still get, do you still get the hayas? I, you know, when, when somebody that doesn't know you, you know, they, they oh, hear yeah. it. I, yeah, I, 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 I just embrace it now. I used to correct them and I'm just like. I'm like, yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. You know karate? I was like, yeah, kind of. Sort of. <laughs> if you even ask that question, I really don't have the time. Yeah, to you're probably not going to like swim in my circles there. Yeah. Listen, I, we've got some questions. Uh, okay, we got some listener questions. I'm going to go through real quick with you. Uh, so, uh, some of these people that might know you, right? So we've posted, and uh, some of these people, like they'll even say, like they know something about you. So, uh, this is Wally's photo. He says, "I know Greg likes the combat bike for comp training. How many rounds, minutes, and cadence?" Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. Derek Wallace, I know him. He came to one of our guns and geese. Him and his brother. They're Kiwis. They're they're New Zealanders. Okay. Um, so uh, I use the assault bike in a couple of different ways. Sometimes I'll get on it in the morning and I'll just spin for 30 minutes. Is this the, the, really... this bike? Yeah, like exactly. That? Yeah, okay. yeah the, soul, the, soul, the soul killer. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and I just get on it for 30 minutes and I just, just a light cadence, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the RPMs are, maybe 50 to 60 RPMs, you know, um, and then when I'm doing my lifts, when I do my strength and conditioning program, at the end of my lift circuit, I get on it for one minute. And I do 30 seconds at like 65 RPMs. And the last 30 seconds, I just fucking get down and go as fast as I can. Um, I don't I don't have like a super strict, like I do this, this, and this, because a lot of it depends on how I'm feeling that day. I'd rather go and get under some lightweight and move around a little bit if I'm hurt or broken or tired than not do it at all because I can't do my this many reps at this weight and then this many times. So I kind of cater it. I, I, I push myself as hard as I feel like I need to and want to at that time, at that day. So it's kind of my un, un very scientific answer. You mentioned it in that, in that response, and, and I, uh, I, I'm glad you reminded me. Tell us about Guns and Geese. Yes. Yeah, so Guns and Geese uh, is kind of the brainchild of myself, Greg Anderson, uh, who's a black belt uh, under Joao Assis. Uh, he owns Electric North Jiu-Jitsu up in Lake Stevens, Washington. And then Joao Assis, who is uh, a black belt under under Leo Vieira. He's a Czech black belt, and he owns Electric Jiu-Jitsu in Huntington Beach, uh, California. And, uh, you know, we all like shooting and Jiu-Jitsu. At the time, I was a brown belt when we started. Now we're all black belts. Um and we wanted to give something to people that was more than just a training course. Uh, if you come to a training course for two or three days and you shoot guns, you don't really leave there with a better capability. You leave there with some knowledge, but you're not better really at shooting. Now you have some, uh, you have a baseline to go practice and get better. Um, and it's the same thing with jujitsu. You go to a combatives class where they throw a knife in the dirt and you got to fight over it for 30 seconds. Like, you're not actually learning a skill set. You're maybe learning some great, yeah, you learn some underhooks, head position, head fighting, whatever. But I wanted to, I wanted to light the fire under people's asses. I wanted them to experience more the lifestyle of living this way rather than coming here to like really learn how to shoot or really learn jujitsu. I wanted them to appreciate the lifestyle and the culture that comes with it. So that's kind of the vehicle. It's three days. It's really less about jujitsu and shooting than it is about building bonds and networking. Um, 
we do dinners each night together. We do a big bonfire round table on the Saturday night. Uh, we shoot every morning. Each morning is shooting on the range, pistol shooting, uh, self-defense based combative pistol shooting on the range with me. And then every afternoon is jujitsu with Joao. I mean, obviously all of us are there, but Joao runs that. Um, and, uh, and then we do dinners each night and they, when they show up, they get a gi and a belt. Cause I tell them like, we don't want you to stop here three days in three days. When you leave here on Sunday, you're not going to be Superman or Wonder Woman and be able to go beat someone up, you know, yeah. um, you know, just enough jujitsu to be dangerous and then get the shit kicked out of you. Um, but that gi is going to stare at you and it's going to haunt you and it's going <laughs> to, you know, it's going to hang in your closet and go, you fucking weak motherfucker, you know, like, so go find a gym, go train. And yeah, we keep it very light. Uh, it's mostly self-defense based jujitsu. There's two gi days and one no gi day. Um, and we want people to train, like go join a gym after this. And we talk about that. And a lot of them do. So it's awesome. We see a lot of our students that are now getting their blue belts and stuff, which is super cool. That's awesome. Congrats. All right, cool. So uh, next question. This is actually one of my training partners. His name is Justin Lancaster. He's got two questions for you. He says, most rewarding aspects of owning your own jiu-jitsu gym. And he wants to know, I know that uh, he and his wife, I hope it's okay for me to say this, they're thinking about having their first child. So his second question is, most important tenets of being a good father. Oh. Um, it's the heavy one. That's the heaviest question today. Yeah, that's a that's a heavy. You might get a tear on that one. I've turned into a total pussy in my older age. I fucking cry all the time, dude. After kids, um, most rewarding aspect of owning an academy um, for me, I love training. I love training, but teaching and watching the light bulb go off in other people's heads and watching it enrich their lives, watching people that may have had anxiety or or uh, you know people that have you know uh, pts or been attacked or anything like and watching that confidence grow and now like i've got people that are like you know family of mine that have been training with me for five years and uh so that's really rewarding watching people grow and watching their skill set grow and their confidence grow uh tenants of being a good dad um i joke around and say i'm not really that good of a dad like i'm a c plus dad you know um your kids will be safe with me they won't be in danger Right. And they'll be fed and they'll probably learn some choice words. You, <laughs> um, you know, lead by example. It, it really being a dad for me is like about leadership, you know, and it's like leading by example. Um, follow through, follow through with whatever you say you're going to do. Don't have empty, empty promises, empty threats, empty, you know. Um, I like that. You've got to balance for me. I'm not. I'm not the fun loving, super compassionate dad. I'm like, I told you to go do this. You don't get to do anything until that's done. You know, um, I parent old school, my kids, if they misbehave, they go get smoked out in the backyard. Like, you know, like there's some rules and they know like, all right, Hey, go put your shoes on. It'll be nine o'clock at night. Why was this not done? Go put your shoes on, go hit the fences, suicides, suicide sprints really? until I say stop, you know? Um, but at the same time, I've got to, I, I've learned to kind of like balance compassion too, you know, and then they'll come in and I'll give them a hug and say, Hey, I love you. But you knew what I, I told you what was expected of you. And I, you knew the repercussions, right. And you didn't do it. So I'm not mad at you, but you got to understand like things have to get done. Mm -hmm. So 
I don't know if that really answered his question. No, I but, think that does. I think he's collecting data. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's there, collecting data. We, it's not the first time he's asked me a. a, a uh, he approached me the other day and, and was uh, was asking me uh, about the same subject. So, um, yeah, I, I've I've done the uh, you know lead with an iron fist, uh, and I've also been like, you know what, go talk to your mom. <laughs> you yeah, know? I can't I can't deal with this. You've yeah. got to balance that for sure. Yeah. You have yeah. to balance that. You yeah. know, and like different kids are different as well. You know, yeah. my son's very different than my daughter, and. Uh, uh, you know, if anything, like I wish for this is for him. This is for him. I wish I was more lighthearted and more fun. I wish I could be that way. And I wish I enjoyed the time when they were little more because when they were little, I was still kind of in the thick of contracting and being in and out of war and stuff. And then I come home and there's this little thing that I'm like, I don't know what to do with this thing. Like it's crying and like, you know, like here, take it, you know? And uh, honestly, like I held a lot of like resentment to myself and got depressed because I was like, I'm a fucking shitty dad. I don't even want my own kid, you know, but as they get older, like now I'm like full force into it. Like I fucking love parenting my kid. My, uh, I have a stepdaughter that lives with me that I've been in her life since she's 10. She's 19. Now my 30 year old daughter who I didn't get to raise on a daily basis. Me and her mom were not together. I moved to Florida when she was five. I moved. I came to Florida to work, and I was supposed to go back. Fell in love with it. All my friends started to move down. People that I worked with, and I, I call them friends now. Um, and even my my sister moved down three months after me. She had a job lined up even before I was coming. So I never went back. But then it was just like her visiting and me visiting, and and mostly her coming down a few times throughout the year. And I always, you know, there's a little regret that I didn't go back. But my relationship with her mom got better when we were away from each other. We were instantly right. best of friends, talked every day on the phone. When we were there, we were getting in and out of relationships with each other, getting, you know, messing up their other, our other relationships. So getting away was a good thing. So I tell her, you know, like the best thing that ever happened was us putting some distance because we would have imagined what it would have looked like. You're getting older and you're seeing us messing around. Why are they together? Oh, and then they're with other people. Like it would have been a mess. And it just wasn't was stopping. Yeah. How was that for you as a father being away from your daughter and her coming and visit only a few times a year? Um, Again, it was very difficult, um, but I felt like when I when I left, her mother was uh, dating and started to live with a school teacher who was also uh, ex-military. He was a Marine, um, mm-hmm. so he was a Marine vet. So I felt like I was leaving them in good hands, and, and, and I still, you know, as soon as I left, again, I was coming back, but when I left and we, I got closer with them, we weren't fighting every day. We couldn't right. fight. We couldn't fight and then, you know, get together and then make up. And then, like, you know, she's dating somebody and cheating on him. And I'm seeing another girl. Like, that was just gone. That wasn't part of the equation. So it just became a better life for her. So even though I wasn't here, the best thing that ever could have happened was putting that distance between us. But my, what I was going to add to the end is she now works for me. I have to, I meet with her every single day. She's in Virginia. I'm in Florida. I meet with her every single day at 945 for at very least an hour. Sometimes for hours we're just will work. She works for me. She she does a huge part of uh like our social media management and graphic design uh, team management. So I meet with her every day, and I had always hoped and even said this to people that 
I know there's going to come a point when she's older that I can have a better relationship with her. She always knew who daddy was. She came down. She, you know, it was great. I'd see her pick her up at the airport. She was flying down here when she was five years old by herself, like right through uh, adulthood. And um, it, I, I always just hoped that I would have a better relationship with her or be able to get closer to her as an adult. And that's happening, you know, nice. now that she's, you know, I've got to see her every single day. We've got to look at each other on a, a Google meet every day. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's really cool that I'm having like those conversations and, and uh, you know, I tell her I'm building this for her. I'm 50. I want to be, I want to build this and hand this over to you and give you, she was a teacher. She hated it. And now she's doing this and it's like understanding, like not being at, you know, living by somebody else's rules she again, computer and a phone. You can work wherever you want. I don't care where you are as long as the job gets done. She'll go have like meet a friend at a coffee shop, or she's in the car traveling to a getaway with her her fiance, and she's on the hotspot in the car working. I don't care where you do it as long as the work gets done. And I feel like I'm showing her this whole new world of, you know, running your own business. Essentially, this will be her business. So running your own business and learning that, I feel like that's a gift that I've been able to give her. I only learned that by coming to Florida and that, again, that distance, but now being able to say, I feel like I'm giving her this life where she's not running her life by somebody else's rules, nine to five, the grind, the hating the job, hating the bosses. Like you're going to be the boss one day. I want this to be one of the biggest all remote marketing companies in the country. I worked for a company that had a hundred employees during COVID, we had uh, between 80 and 90 that worked in the same building. COVID hit. We went 100% remote. They thought the company was going to fall apart. We did record sales throughout the entire COVID, right? Record sales. Everything was great. And they actually gave us the option and they said, hey, do you guys want to stay remote? This is working. Everyone's happier. We can uh, Basically, everyone voted and it was like the majority of people wanted to do something hybrid. So work from home. But maybe I have the office to come into every once in a, once in a while, you know, a little change, and and that's what they did. I left that company, but that's what they did. So they got a smaller office. Everyone is still, you know, essentially on that hybrid format. But again, showing my daughter that that we could do that, and now I want to like surpass them. I'm starting it that way, working remote. We've got people that work for us in Canada and all throughout the United States, like either contractors or people that work for us. So yeah. So anyway, long story short is that leaving. At that age, when I, I thought I was coming back, I didn't think I was leaving her forever. Coming, you know, not going back was difficult, but I was built this life and I built businesses and worked for big companies and I was a, a VP of, a, of a, a moving company, like a moving brokerage company at 29. Like I was making lots of money. I was able to do more with that distance that we created. So uh, at, 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 let me say, let me add this. At 16 years old, I'm she's visiting and I'm driving in the car. And I started to apologize to her for not being there, for not having gone back. And she stopped me and she goes, Dad, I love my life. She's like, no, she had been to Florida. Uh, by the time she was 19, I'll include this, but she, this, she was 16 at the time she's telling me this, but she'd been to Florida. She'd been on cruises with my family. She'd been flying by herself down here. She'd been to every freaking park in Florida. Um, by the time she was 19, I threw her out of a plane. Like we have done all, she's been up in the, uh, uh, what do they call that? Uh, hang gliding, like drag you up and then they take you hang glide. Like she'd done so many amazing things. And some of her friends had never even been off of Long Island. Like they'd right. never been out of New York except maybe to go to college or whatever. And so she stopped me and she said, she's like, I love my life. I can't imagine it any other way. And it wasn't like, great. I'm glad you weren't there. It was just like, 
I got to do all of these things because you weren't there. And I've had all of these other experiences that most of my friends never even had a chance to. And that, that it, that was it. So as far as like feeling guilt never came back ever. It's never come back because she let me off the hook. She was just like, no, no, no. She's like, I, she said those words. No, I love my life. And I was just like, dude, it was done. I didn't even finish the apology. And I did explain to her, I said, you understand, I, I want to at least explain to you why I didn't go back. Came down, my relationship with the mom got better, and and then things started to work out for me. I got a girlfriend, and I was working for the you know the company I wanted to becoming an employee. I was making a lot of money. I was able to do more from here. I was able to pay my child support on time and not miss payments and not hear your mother yell at me, but also the relationship stuff. She was old enough to understand that it wasn't we weren't in a healthy place. So, so yeah, so uh, it, it was difficult, but it was it was the best thing. Yeah, that's important as a father. That's that's good to hear, man. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah, man. It was, uh, yeah. I, I, again, fast forward. She started working for me last year. She's 29. I keep on saying she's 30. She's going to be 30. My sister corrected me this week. She's like, yeah, she's yeah, 29. Say, can't say a woman's 30 when she's, they're not 30. She's bro. exactly 20 years younger than me. So I turned 50, and she's there. So she'll be, uh, she'll turn uh, 30 in in October. But um, but yet, uh, it it was all worth it to now be giving her this thing. I really hope to leave her my legacy being this business, at least for her and her run this thing and have that freedom that most people don't have. And again, right now it's going to be continue to be 100% remote. So when we bring on new people, they're working in their own place and you can find people that, you know, not everybody can just work remotely because some people will get caught up in their day and the kids and the TV and Netflix. You've got to find the right people that can do it. But I think so much of the world is doing it now that it's just, I used my first marketing company. I never told anybody I worked from home. I would hide it. That was over 10 years ago. Now I'm like, they're like, oh, where's your office? I'm like, well, actually I work out of, you know, immediately I work out of the house. I do have a remote office that I can go into when I need to meet clients, but I'm working at, you know, I'm in my home office and it's just so normal now. And like, okay, I don't lose any business because of it. And you know, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. So Okay, enough about me. <laughs> so let me let me get to my next question, and then we're going to do the rundown. So, um, is there a specific? This is the nimble yeti. He says, "Is there a specific program or system you would recommend to supplement training specific for LEOs?" Um, so, as far as like a specific system that I think is vetted and out there, curriculum and backed. Uh, in my opinion, the C4C PJJ system from Chad Lyman mm-hmm. is the most comprehensive uh, system for law enforcement. It's it's very. I mean, Chad's a, a a black belt, long time long time black belt. He's a long time cop, so he knows both sides. All of his instructors are cops and black belts as well. So the cadre that come down and run the courses, like know what's required of the job and understand grappling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's not, it's, it's primarily wrestling and jujitsu based, but then it also does involve weapon retention for your gun, but very different from what anyone learns in an academy, right? It's all jujitsu based. It's mm-hmm. all about elbow control and Kimura grips and wrist control. And, uh, and then there is some striking, um, basically striking or defense of striking to get into a clench and gain control. I think that's the most comprehensive. Like if he's asking about a specific system that's already vetted and out there that cops can go to or agencies can bring C4C in, uh, agencies can bring them in. They'll go, the agency can host them. And uh, <laughs> yeah, just throw those legs fly across. <laughs> that's adorable, man. 
<laughs> well, okay. So, okay. So you, uh, so C4C, what was it again? C4C? I know I follow them. It's like C4C operators or something. Is like the, the Instagram handle, at least. I think yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. the handle? Yeah, C4C operators, Chad's, I think that's Chad's personal Instagram. Okay. And then he's got a C4C PJJ. All right. So PJJ, police jujitsu. Um, yeah, that's, that's if they're looking for a program for the agency or for him, if he's a jujitsu guy and they want him to start teaching, in my opinion, that's the best, um, that's the best program out there. There are a lot of people utilizing another program that's been around for a long time. That's widely, widely well-known that I think is a Ponzi scheme and a money grab because you cannot ever train jujitsu. And if you take the correct videos of yourself or you go to their little three-day training, you're now an instructor. And Chad doesn't do that. Chad doesn't do instructor certificates. He basically certifies you as level one, level two, level three, level four, level five. If you're a level five guy, you're a black belt and you can teach. If you're a white belt that just started training and you continue your training, you're a level one, but you're not an instructor. Um, you know, level two is like, hey, you've been a blue belt for a while and you're a cop. Cool. Level three, you're a purple belt, you know. So I kind of like the way he does it. Um, and it, again, for me as a cop, I don't teach guys guard work. Yeah. I don't, I, I like really, I don't even teach cops sweeps to be honest with you. I teach them how to frame and fight back up to their feet and wrestle up because I don't want to promote people being on their back. You know, I don't want to promote people being on their back. Um, I want to promote wrestling up and being on top, you know, or creating distance. So, I went to a, a that's the, that's the, I went to a, a seminar where, you know, it was a, to train cops and, and it, it was eye opening. And I, I think, again, you said this before that I think I realized at the end that it was more about showing officers who don't train jujitsu, like, look, there's this thing that you need. And I think a lot of them walked away with less like, Oh, now I'm going to go do all of these things on the street. Cause you've only been, you know, training those things for three hours. But for me, I was like, oh, wow, this is great. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, look. Oh, when I'm in the Kimura or if I'm in this position. Oh, if I use my leg to block the arm. Okay, that's how you cuff somebody. Okay, but I'm not cuffing anybody, but it was interesting, and, and I went. I, I wanted to give it a, a you know a look. Um, but I think it was more about getting them to actually seek out training on their own. You're that's talking cool. about something where it sounds like, right, you're going, are you, for with C4C, are you, you like, you fly out to him, and are you there for a few days? Like, this is a, a, lar a larger program is that what they do yeah so his like level one i think it's a five-day program if i'm not okay. mistaken it's a week-long training okay um but they'll come to your agency uh, like your agency okay. host. so like you put it out you get like five different agencies to send two guys each and there's 10 to 12 guys in the course and they'll send out two of their instructors gotcha um and and, and run it oh yeah. that's awesome okay so you don't have to you're not going to them you don't have to get a yeah oh very cool Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna start to wrap things up. We're gonna do the the drill down real quick. I know I got you here for like over an hour now, so uh, I don't want to keep you all day. One thing real quick before sure. you do the drill down. So so Chief David Marsh commented on the Instagram post, and he asked a smart ass question. What was his question? I might I did I don't always take the smart ass ones, but I I know I know him and I know why he's asking. He goes, "What's the net explosive weight of a seven foot by one inch C two charge?" Uh. So he, I know that you reposted our thing. So I, I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, I saw the ones that that he posted on mine. But go ahead. 
<laughs> so, Chief, just so you know, it's kind of a trick question, but the charge alone is only 0.369. But you need a slip-on booster, one-third slip-on booster. You need deck core, you need a blasting cap. So it's 0.639, smartass. There you go. <laughs> Asked and answered. All right, Bo, what time is it? The drill down. There we go. Okay, so these are like we said before. These are common questions that people ask. So we'll jump right in with gi or no gi. Gi. Okay, takedown or pull guard? Depends on how my neck's feeling. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'd rather I'd rather take down foot sweep or outside single. Okay. Music during rolling, yes or no? Yes, Hashio Naish. What is that? Brazilian man, awesome Brazilian. Oh, yeah. Man. Okay. I was the next question was music preference. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I listen to like a lot of old punk rock. Like I'm an old punk rocker. Okay. But uh, yeah, in the gym we listen to um, Ohapa. Okay. Which is another Ohapa or Hashio Naish, the Brazilian. Okay. Race. Do you watch jujitsu and MMA? Are you watching tape? Are you watching UFCs? Are you into? Are you watching WNOs? Are you that guy, or is it like I'm consumed yeah, by this I, I, at work? I'm not watching when I get home. No, I watch. Uh, I watch a lot of the bigger uh, IBJJF stuff, flow grappling. You know, WNOs. Uh, I don't really watch MMA anymore. I don't watch UFC. Uh, one, it's up to. I'm up too late. <laughs> I like to be. I'd rather be in bed. And two, I don't want to deal with all the dudes at Buffalo Wild Wings wearing the Affliction T-shirts. Um, <laughs> I used to be that guy before I trained. <laughs> but, you know, like, like, like. So yeah, <laughs> I was that guy. I was that guy before I trained. Uh, you know, big tigers on my shirts. You know, right, yeah, fake, man, fake Affliction shirts. Uh, so okay, so uh, ultimate goal as it relates to. Jiu-jitsu, what is your ultimate goal as a gym owner and a black belt? Um, I think ultimate goal is keeping jiu-jitsu real for okay. one. Uh, that's important to me. Jiu-jitsu's got jiu-jitsu cannot turn into commercialized karate and taekwondo like it did here. My co my uh, co-host who's not here, Miguel, he's on a little hiatus. He says he believes that there's going to be like the I love kickboxing, you know, the day I call, I jokingly call that dance fighting, you know, where like a group of women hitting the back. He believes that jujitsu is going to get there where you'll be doing moves where you don't ever touch anybody. And it's going to be like that, that watering down. It's already happening a little bit. And, you know, like, you know, obviously there's all levels to this. And I know that there are gyms that grind way fucking harder and have more killers in my gym, but we grind hard and we spar hard and we spar every class. Um, and we'll have visitors come from other other academies from other states come drop in they're visiting and like you know we had some blue belts and purple belts and be like oh you guys start on your feet yeah you got to be able to take the fight to the ground <laughs> yeah. like even if you want to pull guard like you start on your knees or you sit sit on your butt no stand up bro pulling guards an art too so like you want to pull guard cool but i'm gonna make you pull guard you know, like, and yeah. I might pass on the pull. I might just tap your foot across and pass on the pull. So, like, you better be a good bar guard puller. So, yeah, so keeping jujitsu real is super important for me. Um, and then just, you know, not even in jujitsu, but being the best black belt or professor that I can be. And I don't even mean my jujitsu skill set, but that's definitely part of it. But just trying to, like, I'm very upfront, I'm very honest, maybe to a fault. Uh, if there's a problem, I address it right away. 
people don't ever have to worry about what I'm thinking because I'm just going to tell you good, bad or ugly, you know, but like that, that kind of brutal upfront honesty is important for me. And I think it sets the culture of the gym and, you know, very cool. So our very last question, most important question that you're going to get all day. Do you, or do you all day, right? Do you, or do you not wash your belt? Um, I do, but like super, super occasionally. <laughs> sporadically. Super, super, yeah. yeah. Super sporadically. So I, I, I say now I don't wash it as often as I used to, but I actually spray it with neutral zone. I like, we have a, we have a sponsor. I don't know. You can't right. see it over there. Uh, we have a sponsor that gives us some like, uh, you know, you could like personal disinfecting soaps, you know? So I, I use that now and I spray it. So I'm not. Uh, washing it every, I would wash it every night. I would still one technically key, washing. Throw, yeah, I guess I throw, you know, throw everything in the wash. I just throw everything right in as soon as I get home. Maybe now once in a while I'll save like two geese, like I'll let them dry, but then take two geese and throw them. But I was throwing it in the wash every single night, and I caught a lot of shit for that. Um, but I still, I still want it clean, but I definitely don't wash it every day like I used to. I have so I have three black belts. Um, I've got my original black belt that I got promoted with. And that's what I wear daily, every class. It's, it's on three times a day. Um, I have my comp black belt that I know is the right size, the right length, the right weight, no phrase. That doesn't ever get put on other than in competition. And then I have a black belt that's just kind of a, it's like a nostalgic, very, very special black belt to me. And that's what I kind of, if I'm traveling to visit other gyms or, or traveling to coach or teach or do a seminar, that's the belt I bring there just because of, what it means to me. Um, so my daily belt that I wear daily, that will get washed every couple of weeks. All right. I, so I lied. Now, one more question. What's nostalgic about that one belt? That one belt? Um, I guess just the circumstances that, that it was given to me, you know? So can you share or would you not, you don't want to share? Yeah, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's my one secret. Yeah, that's good. That's okay. Warren minds want to know. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us. I want to give you a minute to shout out any of your sponsors. Say hello to anybody. This is your time. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate it. I love doing this stuff. You know, if this inspires one person, yeah, man. Uh, I feel like what you're doing is all worthwhile. You know, having me on this knucklehead here is all worthwhile. When we hang up with you, man, I'm going to go do some push-ups in the, in the other room. Yeah, right. Roger, Roger. I don't do push-ups, Roger. Uh, I, I don't push anything. Everything's pulled for me. Pulled. Um, but, uh, I mean, really, sponsor-wise, it's the same as, same as you, you know, uh, bio. And I say sponsors, like, I don't like make a living off of any of these guys, but I've connected with really good people in the industry that I like supporting. So if I can help support and like, yeah, if, if a guy uses my code for layout sunglasses, you know, I get a little drop in the bucket. If a guy uses my code for BioPro, I get a little drop in the bucket. So not that it's changing my lifestyle, but it's supporting good products and good people. And like those sunglasses are the most badass sunglasses out there, in my yeah. opinion, you know, and the BioPro really works and all that stuff. So, yeah, there you go, man. You got it. Yeah, you can yeah. get them dipped with your rank and I stuff. I love on. these, man. My favorite. Yeah, yeah, no, they're badass. So, yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on. And, uh, yeah, man. All right, bro. Thank you very much for joining us. We got to do it again. Like I said, don't hang up. We're going to come take a couple of pitches, and then we'll let you run. But I appreciate you doing this, man. It's been yeah, a man. pleasure. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, brother.
Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium jiu-jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ box find the best in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box. And give them a follow on Instagram at thebjjbox. The Jiu-Jitsu Dummies would like to congratulate Neutral Zone Clean on the release of their newest product, a healthy and pH-balanced bar soap that's perfect for anyone looking to take care of their skin. This soap is made with all natural ingredients that help nourish and restore your skin's natural barrier. It contains glycerin, which naturally attracts moisture to itself in the skin, leaving it feeling soft and hydrated. The new bar soap also contains a blend of olive, coconut, and castor oils, and shea butter, which are rich in vitamins, nutrients, essential fatty acids, and antioxidants that help fight harmful bacteria. With tea tree and other natural ingredients, it also helps in the prevention of fungal infections. Not only is it effective, but it also leaves your skin feeling fresh and lightly scented. It's gentle enough for even the most sensitive skin, making it a perfect choice for the whole family. Be sure to check out their website, NeutralZoneClean.com, for a range of all-natural products, including sprays, wipes, and shower gels, and use code JJD for 15% off your order. Special thank you to the crew over at Flow & Roll for all their support. Flow & Roll is renowned for their incredible Nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow & Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowenroll.com to check out their awesome designs and while you're there, pick up a Jiu-Jitsu Dummy signature tee exclusively at flowenroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or gis with code JJD. All right, man. Jeez. What yeah. doesn't that guy do? Huh? I'm tired listening. <laughs> yeah, right? He's, He's super motivating, though, because he does so much shit. Yeah. You motivating, look, nice guy. You kept just, saying you know. it. You look at your own life, you have to reevaluate your own life, and I, I absolutely get that. <laughs> I feel the same way. I'm really hoping I can get over the, the naps. <laughs> I'm hoping that the, the, the BioPro helps me with uh, with my napping situation. Again, it's not like I'm like so exhausted. It's like the reset, and I wake up like it's almost like I wake up in the morning. I wake up from a nap, have a coffee, and then I, I yeah. continue the grind. So it's always been just like that that middle-of-the-day reset. But uh, It's also the schedule, man. man. It's like having something on your schedule, you know? Yeah. And he, he was saying he doesn't, he's not good not moving. Yeah. You know, so he puts shit on his schedule, and he just does it. Yeah. Um, that's the other part of it is I And I am that way. If, you, if I have shit to do, I'll do it. It's putting the stuff on my schedule that's gotcha. the problem yeah you know? yeah and then me, that just I'm, leaves I'm, me open for I'm napping actually, and shitting and i'm good <laughs> at that because my whole day is scheduled with clients or yeah, work yeah, yeah, i yeah. have my i use my calendar i'm doing this at this time and no matter I what see it is you do that yeah and yeah. i see you do that it's a great way to keep yourself motivated but if you don't have the physical energy yeah. your body's not keeping up with you and then yeah, yeah maybe maybe a bio i'm excited to start just to, to start taking some yeah let me know how that works because so <laughs> all right we're gonna leave it there uh check us out at jujitsu dummies for all the ways to watch listen and support and i'm gonna say please support our sponsors it's how we're able to do this right 
go to our our, our Instagram um, or really any of our social media. We have our link tree, which if you click that link, it'll give you all the places where you can listen to us. And then every single one of our sponsors, they're listed there. You can visit their websites yeah, and you can support. Shit. Yeah, man. It's, we, don't, uh, we don't sell anything, we, so buy this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? we, we couldn't do this without them. If you liked, like the show, give them a look as well. Yeah, give them so, a look yeah. and click. I'm Uncle Milty BJJ on Instagram, right? That's my personal handle. Uh, I monitor everything on Jiu-Jitsu Dummies as well. Bo, your uh, your Instagram? At B-A-D-W-E-R-K-S, Bad Works. All righty. A lot of photography there. Very cool. You're into it. All right. Thank you for watching and listening, everybody. Peace, love, Jiu-Jitsu. Us. Us.